Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Ce qui se passe dans les bois est un véritable podcast sur la criminalité. Nous discutons d'événements qui sont souvent de nature violente. La discrétion de l'auditeur est conseillée. What Happens in the Woods is a true crime podcast. We discuss events that are often violent in nature. Listener's discretion is advised. to be something incredibly romantic about a whirlwind romance. The thrill of making a connection with the perfect match has people investing time and money into apps and online sites that promise a match for everyone. We've talked about how online dating can be very dangerous in previous episodes. It's so hard to know who exactly you are getting to know through the filter of the internet. For this case, we broaden the topic of online dating to the international level. In this case, just as we've mentioned in others, our victim thought she was meeting the love of her life when she left her native country to move across the world to a small town in Oregon. It seemed too good to be true that everything she ever wanted was suddenly within her reach, and the love she hoped for was finally in her life. Just like a fairy tale. But the person she thought she knew was leading a life filled with lies. Unfortunately, her fairy tale story doesn't end well. Join us this episode for a tale of deceit, love, and even time travel. This is True Crime Podcast, What Happens in the Woods, with your host, Jess and Bryce. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. How's everybody doing? Hopefully good. How are you doing, Bryce? I'm good. I'm here. You're here? I'm ready. All right, yeah? Yeah. You got some surge of energy or something? I did. Your your evening tea? My evening tea. (laughs) Yeah, what did you have tonight? Peppermint. Peppermint. That's been a journey. The peppermint journey? The tea journey. Oh, the tea journey. Okay. I quit, I quit coffee. Yeah, you're psychotic. <laughs> I quit coffee like the 5th of July. I'm trying to three, like a three-month thing. Like a purge. Like, like a purge. Yeah. I do it every once in a while. Cause I, I start drinking too much coffee. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you people, caffeine is a hell of a drug. It really is. I had the worst headache and like just felt gross. Like yeah. just empty. Yeah. Like even people at work were like, Are you okay? I'm like, Yeah, I'm fine. No, I'm not okay. <laughs> I'm not okay. Send help. Send Starbucks stat. Yeah, it's it is I remember when I'm like I quit smoking, I would have to quit drinking coffee too. Yeah. Cause it just went hand in hand and it always I don't know, it was always cigarette in one hand coffee in the other and to not have both was it, it was torture yeah yeah it was yeah but you know you survive you detox you come down off that high yeah <laughs> yeah i'm proud of you for sticking with it oh thanks yeah <laughs> I think you were not drinking as much coffee as you thought you were drinking because you tend to make coffee and then leave it someplace. And then you you tend to forget about it. Yeah. 
then again, you do that with the tea too. So no, because I, I do it at work too. Like I make coffee at work and drink it and be like, why did I do that? But I was just getting tired because I wasn't taking in enough caffeine. I know it sounds weird when your brain doesn't get the amount of caffeine it's used to. You get sleepy. Yeah, you you have to reprogram, so, recondition yeah. yourself. I was drinking way too much coffee. Just it was my purge time. It's not the first time I've done it, but yeah. Yeah. Well, good for you. Yeah. You did it. Not yet. What do you mean, not yet? I think October will be. Oh, okay. Well, you're close. My uh, three, my three months. You said July. Yeah. yeah. Okay. July fifth was the first day I didn't have coffee. Oh, okay. Seems like a lot longer. Uh-uh. Well, I have not quit coffee, but yeah. I just don't drink it every day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I had my pumpkin spice latte. Did you? Yes, I did. I did. And it was what I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. But I still think the pumpkin cold brew sweet cream, I think that's my favorite. Okay. Yeah. I know everybody likes the pumpkin spice or doesn't. It's very love or hate. Yeah. There, there's a, a very hard line that divides these groups. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I have not had the pumpkin loaf, which they sell all year long. But I am, normally that's what I would do. Maybe, maybe next time. I just don't go to Starbucks anymore. There's better places to go. There are. I said sure. Yeah. I'd rather support someplace local. Yeah. Yeah. Anything exciting other than your coffee journey? <laughs> no, it's just just observations. I was looking at all of our stats and you know, Canada's in the lead this week, but also I was looking at like Canada outside the United States, but in the United States of course, Washington were the you know most downloaded, right? And then, uh, do you know what the second state is? Texas. Texas. Florida. Florida. You're fucking kidding. <laughs> I'm not. Here, look. Hold on. Oh shit! Wow, Florida's above <laughs> California. Shout out Orlando. I know we don't give you guys much love, but thank you, Orlando, Florida. Yes. Okay, Orlando. All right. I, I could be down with Orlando. <laughs> uh, yeah, thank you for the love, guys. And then in uh, California, I just wanted to give a shout out to uh, Lincoln. Oh. Hello. Outside of SAC? Yeah. Oh, okay. Just wanted to say um, hello, girls. Yeah. Hello, Auntie yeah. Anna, if that's yeah, you. We, I'm, I'm sure it is. Anyway. Who, whoever. Hi. Yeah. Hi, guys. Shout out. I didn't know they listened. I, I don't know if they do. Okay. But just because Lincoln is number one, I'm just giving Auntie Anna a shout out. Yeah. Hello, Auntie Anna, if you're yeah. listening. <laughs> and if the girls are, then let us know. Yeah, whoever's listening. Yeah. We love you. Well, that's interesting. I wouldn't have expected Florida. <laughs> I, I know, would think that Florida I, hates us. I know. Yeah. Especially after WTF. Well, you know, right. we do make the two distinctions. Our serious podcast and then WTF. Right. But we talk a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I talk a lot of shit. Yeah. <laughs> not, nece- not necessarily anybody else, but I talk a lot of shit about Florida. Mm-hmm. And the f- just our flurry of activity this week. What flurry of activity? Oh, about, you know with other podcasts about yeah our pacific northwest true crime fest yes the stuff of my nightmares yeah yeah no it's just you know we all had a, a pre-meeting to yeah get together and say hello and what's up and plans and it, it's cool to be able to connect i think that's just really why i wanted to do this in the first place yeah you know it's cool to connect with other people who are in the area you know, quote unquote area, but it's nice to have that connection with people who are on the same journey, yeah. you know, and, and there's a lot of cool people that are going to be there. So yeah, it was, it was nice to sit down and actually, you know, get familiar with people. Of course, we already know Elise and if you've listened, you know her too from True Crime Cat Lawyer, but there's other podcasters that are going to be there that, yeah. 
We had known. And Elise, yeah, Elise was the linchpin and all that. Yeah. No, yeah, she's the connector. She's a social butterfly. Yes. Whether she likes it or not, she is. <laughs> <laughs> Her and Winston. Yeah. Don't don't forget Winston. I didn't. I was about to say oh, okay. Winston. Yes. All right. That's all I got. I'll shut up now. That's all. You, oh, now you're just going <laughs> to shut up. Okay. It's all me. It's all on me. That's okay. fine. I kind of piggybacking off of what you were just talking about, about the True Crime Fest. Um, so it's less than, what, 15 days away yeah. at this point. By the time this drops, it'll be like two weeks exactly. Mm. Right? Yeah. Damn it. So we wanted to let you guys know, we've kind of mentioned it before, we have a promo code that uh, will get you 10% off. So for a two-day pass for both October 8th and 9th is $89, and then a one-day pass is 59 So we are presenting on Saturday the 8th for anybody who wants to come. Yeah. <laughs> we want to see you. Our promo code is WHITW10, and you'll get 10% off either ticket that you buy, whether it's the one day or the two day. So, yeah. And you can buy tickets up until the day of. Yeah. So go get your tickets if you can be here or if you live locally. Yeah. We'd love to see you guys. Yeah. Come by and say hi at the booth. Yes. We will have, I, we've already had family meetings about what we're doing. <laughs> sure. And. Yeah, there's been a lot of input. There's a lot of things. We're, we've got people that will be there mm-hmm. while we're presenting for the 45 minutes that we're on stage. The longest 45 minutes of my life. It'll be fine. I'm sure it will be fine. I just, it's, it's the dread. All right. Um, I, yeah, this week's been, this last couple of weeks have been, we still didn't finish Lock and Key. No. No, we had to leave that at a cliffhanger because then we had to watch House of Dragon. Hot D. Yeah, forever in my mind will now be known as Hot D. Um, but that was a good episode. It's all right. You knew Um, they were going to make you uncomfortable. No, I knew at some point they were going to make us very uncomfortable. Yeah. I was waiting for it. I, I was totally prepared. Yeah. And I even thought the first couple of episodes had been very reserved compared to what uh, Game of Thrones started out with. So, yeah, yeah. we got to get back to Lock and Key. I'm, I'm really curious how they're going to fix that shit. I don't know when we'll be It'll able to watch it. Out. I'm sure it will. No, I'm really interested to read the books, though. I didn't realize that that was a graphic novel. Mm-hmm. So I really want to read those. I also started reading a book that's kind of funny. It reminds me of what's that movie with Bruce Willis and Helen Marin, where they're assassins, John Malkovich. Red? Red. Yeah. It's kind of like that. So it's killers of, killers of a certain age, and they're like retired women assassins. There's okay. four of them that are friends. It's it's kind of funny. So I started reading that. Oh. Yeah. What did you think I was talking about? A TV show? No, it's, it's a book. Okay. I got it in my book of the month club oh. that I pay for and then I never read the books. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm reading this one. So it's a step. Okay. It's, it's a step in the right direction. I know I asked last week for, or last episode, for some suggestions, and um, Beth and Christy texted me <laughs> lists of things. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And we are doing our episode with them for Halloween. Oh, we are. Oh, we are. Okay. Yeah, we are. Uh, we're just pinpointing down a date to record, but yeah, we couldn't not do that. Well, Hello. Hello. It's Beth and Christy from Crimes and Closets. I know. I mean, what kind of podcast besties would we be? Yeah. I don't uh, Pandemic's over. We're going to have to make this meet and greet now. <laughs> what meet and greet? Oh, oh, like just go meet them. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I want to meet up with them. I want to, like, maybe we can, I don't know. Maybe we can meet at a center location. I wouldn't mind flying out to the Midwest or, you yeah. know. They keep talking about uh, Nashville, how cool Nashville is. It's cool. 
Is it? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not into country music, so. It's not even that. It's just, you know, Nashville. Yeah. No, I, we drove out there when I was in Little Rock. Yeah. Yeah. Got into trouble, obviously, because no. you, you buttoned up your lip real quick. No, no. All right, whatever. It's fine. It's before we were married. I didn't know you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you. I'm sure you got into all sorts of trouble. No. Oh. oh. Okay. Lies. No. No. Can't get into trouble. No. Nothing they, that was... That's official. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you buttoned your lip caught, real quick. Never caught for anything. Your bottom lip swallowed your upper lip, which is a feat. Yeah. Yeah. You were like, "Let me shut my mouth now." Yeah. Okay, whatever. I I can't be mad about something that was before my time. You could. It'd just be weird. It would be stupid. Yeah. I'm not a stupid person. I didn't say that. Okay. I didn't say you said that. I'm I didn't just... insinuate it either. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you want to get into our case? I guess so. So you can, you can be relieved and be off the hook. Oh, I'm not off the hook. <laughs> Never off the hook. Oh, okay. Now you make me sound like I'm just this horrible person. Basically a detective. <laughs> I mean, if the shoe fits, yeah. I'll wear it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I do have a case to discuss. So this episode, uh, we're going to be talking about a couple things I don't think we've mentioned and we've talked about before. Some topics. Okay. Which is uh, a little interesting. Yeah. Because I, I thought we've covered everything. No, actually, okay. really not. I mean, uh, of course, somebody dies. Yeah. There is always that, um, unfortunately. Well, yeah. This is a true crime podcast. We can't talk about those things. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I was able to get most of my information from an episode on um, CBS for a show called 48 hours. So I have been binging that show recently when I can't sleep. And, you know, as most of the cases we talk about, this one just kind of fell into my lap because I was watching this and just yeah. binging. And, um, how convenient it, for you. What? Excuse me. <laughs> how convenient for how me. Convenient for you. It just fell into they my just lap. find me. Yeah. They, I can't, I can't stop them from finding me at this point. I and I didn't think about it much because the victim is from a completely different country. Oh. And then they said that she was found dead in Oregon and I thought that well this is going to be good. How the hell do you end up dead in Oregon? It's a completely different country from where you're from. Mm-hmm. And you know, then there was a teaser that time travel was involved. Go on. The look on your face. <laughs> Go on. I'll get to it. Okay. I'll get to it at some point. It'll it'll come. So April 17th, 2017, the body of a young woman was found on a very remote, unused logging road near the town of Alsi, Oregon. A caretaker of the area was on a random walk with his dog and came along, uh, across an area where there, there was some trash dumped. And as the man got closer to check out the trash and set about cleaning it up, he noticed that there was even more than just the trash among the trees. There was also a body. The young woman was fully clothed, lying on her back. There were no signs of assault, no signs of an apparent struggle, just a young woman and an odd mixture of garbage in a place where they should never have been. So this road wasn't even a road. It's kind of like a... You know, the grass doesn't grow because people keep driving, people keep driving over it. So it's, it is definitely a very unused, isolated area. You really should have no business out there. So how she came to be about out in that area is a huge mystery. Also, the fact that somebody was walking along that area Hmm. and found her body, they, it, it was just astonishing to the authorities when they showed up because her uh, murder had occurred when they were able to, you know, get down and look at the evidence and uh, the postmortem, you know, exam, everything. She'd only been out there for maybe 24 hours. 
Okay. And he normally would not even walk this route. He just happened to be on this route for whatever reason mm-hmm. with his dog. Maybe his dog led him there. Maybe. I mean, animals have a sixth sense about that kind of stuff. Well, they also have a weird sense of smell. I mean, right. Uh, you know. I mean, who's to say that they didn't smell something after, you know, over 12 hours-ish? Yeah. Um, there's going to be a smell. Investigators were able to identify the young woman as Anna Repkina, and she's a 27-year-old woman native to Moscow, Russia. She had only been in the U.S. a short few weeks. How she came to be in this isolated logging road so far from Russia was still a mystery. The cause of death for Anna was determined to be a shotgun wound to the back of her head. So an execution? Basically. In order to get any more answers, they turned to what they had at the crime scene to help them, which was the small scattering of this garbage. And among the trash was candy wrappers, fast food bags, cigarette cartons. Mixed in with this garbage, they found in one small clear bag two receipts from a KFC drive through on the same day at the same time. So two receipts. Yeah. The lead was a long shot, but investigators weren't giving up. And when the information came back, tracing the card that was used for one of the purchases, answers to this mystery would not be far away. The receipts led back to transactions made on the 14th. So just three days previous, they learned from CCTV there were two orders that were placed through the drive-thru for people in one car. So one order was placed by card. The other was paid by cash. Investigators soon had the name of Kevin Thomas in connection to the card payment, and they paid a little visit to Kevin at his home in Corvallis, Oregon. So they reach out to Kevin regarding how his, you know, receipt for food would end up in an isolated logging road about 30 minutes away from where he lives. And they start asking about who may have been in the car with him because they know there was a second person. Uh Uh-huh. And he, he's very honest with them. He says, the, you know, this is my brother, my quote-unquote brother, yeah. Will Hargrove. We went to KFC. We go to KFC every Friday. Yeah, It's our usual thing. Kevin agrees to go down to the sheriff's station to answer more questions. And we're going to circle back uh, more to this conversation later. I won't, I won't give away everything oh. yet. After they finish uh, with Kevin, they are satisfied he's not involved. But they do recognize that he has quite a bit of information that's helpful. The officers went directly over to make a visit to Will Hargrove, his, you know, brother. Brother. Who is a local car mechanic at his home in Albany, Oregon, where he rented a room in a house. He answered the door and they tell him, you know, his name came up in connection to a case they're working on. They proceeded to question him regarding his connection to the pieces of trash found on the logging road. And he confirms he was in Alsea that day. He states he drove up there with a woman named Michelle, the woman he happens to rent a room from. Mm-hmm. They went for a drive. They stopped at a convenience store, got a soda, cigarettes. They asked him if he dumped any garbage from his car that day along the road in any place. And he claims he did at that convenience store. But after that... They just drove back home. So they made an hour-long drive from Albany to Alsea, just to go get a candy bar, cigarettes, and a soda at a convenience store, and then drove back an hour. Maybe they have the best candy bars there. I don't know. Shits and giggles, you know? Sure. And kind of to complete the picture here, it's Easter Sunday. Maybe that was the only one open then. No. Michelle has two small children who are not mentioned as being with them on this drive. Elsie is about an hour away, like I stated, from the home in Albany. And he is claiming that they drove to this very small little town just for cigarettes and a soda. It's a stretch as far as, you know, alibis, (laughs) if you want to call it that. Knowing that this is probably a lie, since the garbage was not found at the store, but on the random logging road, the officers request that Will go down to the station to answer some questions. And once they get him there, they immediately hone in on Anna. He tells them he doesn't really know her, that they met locally in Corvallis and went out on a couple of dates. He describes her as crazy, 
like a love-starved lunatic who's just way more attached to him than he was to her. And he's really making it out to be that, you know, she thought the relationship was more than what it actually was. Oh. The final straw, according to Will, is that she posted on social media that the two of them were engaged to be married. Okay. He claims that it brought, quote, hell down upon him, getting him in trouble with his actual girlfriend. Oh. Now, they know that this guy is full of shit. And they tell him that, too. They inform him that the trash he claims was dumped by the store in Elsie was found near where a person was murdered. And surprise, surprise, he's just so shocked. How would that possibly have happened? Somebody took my trash out of the trash can and took it and dumped it in the woods? Oh, my God. His response... This Oscar award-winning... I mean, really. So I probably one of the more funny responses that I've heard of when like people are confronted with knowledge of their crime. He says, quote, no offense, guys. You've been really kind, and I like you and all. I don't mind that. But the moment you say somebody was killed out there, then no. Just no. (laughs) Just no. Just No. 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 And it's almost like he was, you know, like, I like you. I like you a lot. Thank you so much for being kind to me. But you're crazy, man. But you're crazy, man. <laughs> you're crazy. It's, it's like you. pretty funny. And I, you can watch the video. And the, one of the officers that you can see, you can only see one of them and you can see him at a table. The guy's face is just like, he kind of puts his hand on the desk and he's like sighing. Like, all right. I guess we got to do it. Like he's he's this dumb. We've got to just fucking do it. We've got to come out and and yeah, it's it's comical. Hello, I love you. watching. <laughs> you're, you're crazy, man. You're I crazy. I wondered when that would ever come into play. <laughs> uh, you're welcome. Anybody know where that movie, what that movie is? Where that quote is from? I don't you. I feel tired. It's <laughs> the best looking part. Oh my God. You used to play that clip over and over and over again. You're crazy. You're crazy. I like you. But you're crazy, man. But then you got to do the crazy scream afterwards. He like does a roar or something. <laughs> I don't know if that'll be on your <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's the best. Oh my God. I love it. I love your sound effects, honey. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's at this point that I'm going to backtrack a little. Okay. So we've got some perspective on what has happened, but there's. A lot more that unfolds at this point. And I'm going to pause so that we can talk about Will and we can talk about what his real relationship was with Anna Repkina. And I'm going to give you a little bit of background on the victim as well. So William, at the time of this, is 26 years old. And he, as I stated, was a mechanic at a local car dealership. He's described as a very social, like charismatic man. And I guess it's it's always the ones that you wouldn't suspect. I don't know. To look at him, he's a very plain, I mean, nondescript I looking man. They're always, it's always that. Yeah, I, always I guess. He's such a nice guy. He's yeah. so quiet. No, he's not neighbor. quiet. He's, oh. he's like everybody's friend. He's the man on the scene. Yeah. And he would talk to everybody. Um, they, he's just described as like this man about town kind of, and his, his thing was that he just, he talked, he talked a good talk. Yeah. A friend who was interviewed by 48 hours, uh, told the reporter that he quote, definitely had the gift of gab Yeah. and that he could quote, talk which, a good game, which is funny. Cause most of them are personable, like they yeah. could talk. Yeah, like he's just he would he would have like there was multiple stories of people that would say he 
we'd turn away and he'd be talking to somebody new or like a woman would just come up and talk to him or, you know, just weird stuff like that. And, but to look at him, he's just, I, I, you probably would pass him on the street and just never think, give him a second thought for some reason. Ted Bundy was very personable. I mean, like he could talk to anybody. Was it uh, George uh, Waterfield Russell? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He talked to everybody. Yeah, he, he talked he to knew, and he knew everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then um, the Roth brothers, right? Like they could talk to to anybody. Yeah, talk to everybody. Yeah, and got multiple women to marry very, the one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of them are very personable, and I mean, I don't. That's why sometimes I'm suspect. Oh, everybody likes that guy, serial killer. Is that why you don't talk to people? <laughs> is that what your problem is? What do you mean? No. Okay. All right. Starting this has made me suspect of a lot of people. Oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I, I, there's always this, uh, I, I question motive yeah. for anything. Everything and anything. Yeah. Do you check your back seats? Is someone yes. tailing me? <laughs> no, I do check the back seats. I'm a woman by myself sometimes. Yeah, I, I need to. I need, you know, when I'm walking out to my car in a parking lot, even in the middle of the day, I'm I'm looking at my surroundings. I yeah. know what's going on. Yeah. I don't get on my phone automatically. I wait till I get in the car and I lock the door. Yeah. Yeah. There's certain things that you got to do. It's unfortunate, but you have to do them because you yeah. really just can't fucking trust anybody. No. You can't even trust like little old grandmas anymore. No. You can't. You don't know what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, God bless them, but... Don't come knocking on my door for nothing. Mm. But yes, that is this guy. He he just seemed to have this really, this pull, this magnetism that yeah. people were drawn to. He loved cars. He loved rock music. Being that he was so sociable, he made friends so easily. And one of these friends was also interviewed. And uh, there's some news clips with him. Uh, Joseph Thompson They met regularly on Sunday nights to play pool at a local place called Tom's Peacock Bar and Grill in Corvallis. Joseph said they were so close that they called each other brother. So now that's another guy who, you know, they're brothers. You gotta let me fly, Captain. (laughs) You and the fucking references tonight. (laughs) I'm a peacock. I'm a peacock. Much um, like, you know, yeah, Kevin and, and Will. Another, another Will Ferrell movie. Sorry. Oh, you gave it away. I, I asked them if they could name what movie it was. Oh. Now you no, named the person. Movie. I know, but you said it's Will Ferrell. Okay. Now they're yeah. going to know. Well. They're going to know. They're going to know. Nobody's going to know. Okay. Well, somebody will know. Okay. I'm, I'm sure somebody <laughs> will know. That's a classic. Yeah. It's a fucking classic movie. So Joseph and Will shared a common past of being in the military. And it was Joseph's understanding that while in the Marines, Will had been stationed in Russia and he had a love for the culture and the people. Mm-hmm. Anna, as I mentioned, was a native to Moscow. She was a witty, very attractive young woman. She had a very tight knit family and she loved to travel. She loved experiencing life. And she always had this very positive, good outlook on things. And a year prior to her death, she had ended a long-term relationship with a boyfriend, and she was just kind of at lo- loose ends. And she had, you know, a good job. She was working for IKEA. Mm-hmm. Um, she had an active social life, and she had her f- family, but something was missing, and she really wanted to be in a committed relationship and find love. So she ended up on a dating website to meet other people, and it was here that she met the man she thought she would marry, William Hargrove. Okay. Will was living in Albany, Oregon at that time, but distance was not an issue. They were soon talking every day, sending messages back and forth. They were doing video chatting whenever possible. Not long after they met, Anna made travel arrangements to fly to Portland for a 10-day stay with Will in the room that he was renting at the time uh, during Christmas and New Year's. Oh. She had a little mishap. She ended up flying to Portland, Maine. (laughs) Which, you know, if you're not familiar with the United States, it's, yeah. it, it's complete opposite ends of the country, yeah. but I, I could see the mistake happening. So that got fixed. She ended up in Portland. She was able to stay for, you know, the like 10 days, basically. Okay. And I think 
this is just something that a hopeless romantic would dream of, right? You know, finding the man of her dreams, having this instant connection, you know, the traveling so far to meet somebody that you're hoping is just going to be the one. It's, it's very movie you know, it's, yeah, it, 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 it really is. is the start of a romance movie or novel. She posted a lot of pictures of her time in the States on Facebook, and she was sharing photos of her and Will mm-hmm. at, you know, at the beach and other places of him, just him and of his life. She posted pictures of his card. She she posted pictures of the entire trip. Yeah. And there was no mistaking what her intentions were. When it was time for her to go back to Russia, Will proposed to her. Oh. He gave her an emerald and diamond ring that he said belonged to his grandmother. They made plans for her to go home, pack up her life, and return as soon as possible to join him in Albany. And this was a lot different than the way Will tells their relationship to the officers when he's questioned. But lying seems to be second nature to this guy. And we're going to find out what our friend Will is up to when we come back from this break. Mm. Dun, dun, dun. Hey, creepy people. This is P&W Haunts and Homicides. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Cassie. Together, we explore stories of the paranormal and true crime throughout the Pacific Northwest. For each episode, we do a tarot reading to help us gain some insight on the topic as we share the facts of the case and our interpretations. You can find our episodes featuring true stories from infamous cases such as the misdeeds of Boeing, as well as lesser-known true crime cases like the murders in Tunnel 13 as well as our spooky stories from Pike Place and Raven's Manor on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you'd like to listen. Have Have a a creepy-ass day! Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The body of Russian native Anna Rapinka was found in an isolated part of the woods near Alsea, Oregon in early April. Authorities are quickly on the trail of her killer and have narrowed it in to the only people she seems to be connected to here during her short time in the States. At the forefront of this suspect list is her supposed fiancé, William Hargrove. Turns out Will leads a double life. When he is investigated further, officials discover he was never in the military in any way. Oh. Remember the woman he rents a room from? Yeah. Well, that turns out that's also... Will's girlfriend. Oh. Also turns out she's married. What? Yes. So Michelle and Will met years, like a year previous to this, uh, while she was on duty as a taxi driver. And she was looking for fares outside of the Tom's Peacock Bar and Grill. Yeah. From the start, when they met, she was hooked. It's his charisma again. Yeah. Her marriage was rocky, and she admits that she was just very unhappy. And she states that Will, quote, had a way of being able to look at me, and I felt like I was actually seen. Oh. So she moved him into her house, rented him a room for $300 a month. As the relationship grew more serious, she even gave Will her wedding ring as, quote, a promise that she'd leave her husband soon. Okay. As to the husband, it's unknown if he had any idea what the fuck was going on between the two of them or if he was well, just oblivious. Well, where was he? He lived there. And she had they have two small oh, children. Wow. Okay. So he moved in there under the premise of renting a room. However, they were carrying on a relationship. Oh, okay. And also remember, Anna stayed with Will in the room that he was renting while she was there for Christmas. She stayed there. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's where he was living. He brought her into the house where he was carrying on a relationship with Michelle, his married girlfriend. Yeah. And it it this is the kind of shit where manipulation, people who can can manipulate and get away with things, yeah. never ceases to amaze me. I who has the balls? 
to do that. Yeah. It's crazy. But he had convinced Anna that she was it for him. Enough that she felt everything that, you know, she had to do was to come to America to be with him. Yeah. And that is when Michelle had enough and told him that he he either needed to leave her or he needed to, you know, leave Anna. It was one or the other. She wasn't going to have another woman in her home. Yeah. And they moved in. The two of them moved into a small apartment in Corvallis together. But Will still carried on with both relationships. Oh. Okay. So Michelle said she can't live here, but she didn't end the relationship and say, if you're going to still be with her, then you're not with me. Yeah. She just, it, they weren't living in her house. Okay. And meanwhile, Anna had no idea of what was going on. And when Will would disappear for days at a time, she would reach out to his friends to see if they knew where he was. But still, he would come back. So when he wasn't with her, he was with Michelle. Oh. It, it makes no sense to me. No. How both of them are just complacent with this guy coming and going. He's very charismatic. Right. And there had to be all sorts of signs, I'm sure, that things were, you know, that things were wrong, that something just wasn't right. Mm -hmm. But she still went through with the relationship and the engagement. On March 25th, Will and Anna were supposed to be married in a ceremony on the beach. And they drove to the coast to meet up with their witnesses, I'm not sure who that was, and an officiant. Will made a surprise trip to local Walmart to buy new wedding bands for the two of them, while the bride-to-be stayed in the car. Okay. And I guess this is, this is probably going to sound bad, because I first of all, I give a fuck. I mean, buy your wedding bands wherever you need to go. But, yeah. but Walmart? Yeah, well... I mean, that's some people's budget, honey. I, I understand, but also here she's left her life. Yeah. Come all this way. And he makes her sit in the car while he goes into the store and supposedly is looking for wedding bands for them. I can't even go in and pick out my own ring at this point. I got to sit in the car. Maybe that's his element of surprise. It's not a surprise, though. I know what she knew what he was doing. <laughs> yeah, like, but it, she doesn't that was know a, what it looks like. I guess. Surprise. But, I mean, let me pick out my own ring then. Yeah. If you're not going to actually surprise me with the ring, then I get to That's pick out my she ring. in the car. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I just, I feel like if I'm physically going to be at the place where you're buying the ring, then wow. I should get the say as well. Maybe. I mean, regardless of where you go. No, I mean, if you go yeah. to Tiffany's, if you go to Fred Meyer Jewelers, if you go to Walmart, wherever you go, if you're physically there... You should get uh, uh, your perspective. Yeah. Regardless, they made their way to the beach, but the officiant never showed up. And the entire thing was called off postponed. Okay. So he's on the beach making phone calls pissed off saying, you know, this officiant just can't show up now and it's ruined everything. And he's, you know, calling, 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 and he's just angry. Yeah. It comes out later that he actually was calling random game stores near Corvallis, pretending that he's talking to the officiant. So he never booked one? No. Um. And pretending that he was talking to the witnesses and telling them not to show up. There were no witnesses. Oh. He was never going to go through with it, period. He um. didn't buy anything at Walmart because he said that they didn't have anything. The problem is the entire time he was at Walmart, he was on the phone with Michelle. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the whole thing is a fucking lie. It's a farce. It's a farce. The, I think the icing on the cake of how shitty of a day this was going was that Will took his, you know, bride to be through the McDonald's drive through after this didn't happen in her wedding dress. And they have it on CCTV. Oh, yucky. Yeah. That's shitty. That's actually the last time that she's seen anywhere. Okay. With the wedding a no-go and Michelle none the wiser, he didn't realize, or she didn't realize that while he was on the phone with her, while he was walking through Walmart, that he was on his way to a supposed wedding. She had no idea. So she's none the wiser that he even made the attempt to try to marry Anna. The two of them made a commitment that they would both end their relationships and be with one another. So she would leave her husband, and he would get rid of Anna. They set a deadline of April 19th for them to make it happen or just forget about it. 
Okay. On April 15th, William sent a text to Michelle stating, quote, I will get this done. I will have a permanent fix by 1800 tomorrow. Wow. Yeah. So, so precise. Very, I mean, extremely precise. Yeah. And then she doesn't hear another thing from him until late the afternoon on Easter Sunday on the 16th. He calls her saying he drove out to the coast and as he was coming back into town, he hit a deer and he got a flat tire and he's in Alsi. He asked her to come and help him. And she does. Michelle leaves her kids uh-huh. at her family's home on Easter Sunday, drives an hour out of her way to go help this fucker who is sitting in Alsi at a general store. Okay. He's seen on CCTV buying the soda, the candy bar, and a pack of cigarettes. When Michelle gets there, she gets into his car, which mysteriously has no damage and has no flat tire. And she says that the two of them drive for a little while, then pull over. They have a little makeup sex. Mm-hmm. And then he drives her back to the car so that she can drive herself home. This is Michelle. Mm-hmm. Okay. But on his way home, Will makes a stop at a gas station. He uses the ATM there to pull out some cash. Not from his account, but from Honest. And again, he's caught on CCTV using the ATM and getting $200 in cash. Okay. He then goes up to a person working at the store and in this really weird oversharing creepy way, he says that his girlfriend left him and he's just a wreck and he and the worker end up hugging it out. And this is also caught on CCTV. There's that charisma. It's fucking sick. It's just sick. And then he dips to another ATM at a bank to take out another $600 from Anna's account. Around 9 p.m., he drives to a third location to deposit money, this time into his own account. Turns out he needed to pay his car insurance by midnight that night, or the company that held his car loan was going to repo his car. Okay. Just a weird little twist of events. So he gets home. He makes a quick call to Progressive. He pays his insurance bill. Then he starts texting on his phone with messages like, let me know you're safe. And please come back. And now here's where it gets weird. If it's not weird already. <laughs> you say, oh, now it's going to get weird. Right. The day that the authorities show up at Michelle's house in Albany to question him, he begins researching how to time travel. What? Right. So this idiot went on WhatsApp and asked if anyone could tell him how he could go back just one day to, quote, correct a horrible mistake. Mm. He sends messages stating he would sell his soul for info on how to do it. Okay. Quote, I want to go back to keep from losing the women that should be my wife. Now, I don't know if that's a typo or if he means to say women plural and not woman singular, but there's a big distinction there there between the two. It could just be a typo. Could be autocorrect. Right. It, It could be, you know, and obviously he's very shaken and upset that he's, asking people on advice to do something that doesn't exist that I know of. I mean, I'm not the end-all be-all on quantum physics and shit. And there was that TV show, Quantum Leap. But from my understanding, time travel is not possible. No. I'm just putting it out there that I don't know for sure. There's always that smidge of possibility. We have the top minds at it. (laughs) The guy from uh, Oregon... Really right, but possible. the guy from Oregon is going to make it happen. That's right. Yeah. Um, so he he definitely was desperate. Yeah. And uh, it may have, have been, you know, shaky. So there could have been a typo involved in all this. But what is a man to do who would sell their soul to the devil in order to get back in time to the right, you know, right this wrong? He goes on a shopping spree with somebody else's money, of course. He also reached out to his brother, Kevin, telling him that he was shopping to distract himself. And what did he buy? Candy and Legos from his favorite place to shop, Walmart. Because that always helps me too. Right. Candy and Legos. That's right. Right. And cigarettes. Don't forget cigarettes. Oh, yeah. I don't smoke anymore. Not anymore, but, you know, to each his own. It's a shame that he didn't get to enjoy his purchases because after the police call him on his bullshit, he's immediately taken into custody and held on charges of the murder of Anna Repkinka. And the most damning information that probably sealed the deal is his friend, Kevin, gave 
them the information that Will had borrowed a shotgun from Kevin. Oh. And he hadn't returned it yet. Of course, they ask, you know, why is Will, why did he need this shotgun? Why did he borrow this from you? And what is probably the best reason that I have heard, Kevin says, quote, I think he just wanted to go up and go shooting in the woods and just kind of blow off some steam. Maybe. 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 The authorities also bring in Michelle for questioning that day. And that's just a few short hours after Will is taken into custody. And initially, she lies. And she tells the police that Will came and picked her up on the 16th from her mother's home to go on that drive to Alsi. And Will must have known that he was in deep shit because as he was being escorted to the sheriff's office for questioning, he managed to get a quick text off to Michelle that read, quote, picked you up at your mom's, drove to Alsi General Store, and drove back, end quote. So essentially, he's asking her to lie. Yeah, set the alibi. Right. She backtracks right after, though, and she fesses up to the lie because they, they question her a little bit further, and she's like, yeah, no, that's a lie. She does still stick to some part of it, though, and she says that he was supposed to pick her up and that he didn't. I don't know why you would cover for him at all. Yeah. But there it is. He's just that charismatic guy. Then they tell her that William Hargrove was arrested for the murder of Anna Rapinka. And from the looks of it on the video interview that I watched, that may be at that time, you know, it, it to look at her, she's not really upset. She says she's upset, but I don't know. I, I don't know that I buy it. However, she's she's never charged. And I don't think that the officers really clear her until forensic evidence comes back. They still kind of keep an eye on her and think that she might have been involved because she was demanding that he end his relationship with her. Yeah. While awaiting trial, evidence is piling up against Will, the biggest of which is his cell phone pinging at the location of the murder site from 435 to 448 that afternoon on the 16th. Stupidly, this idiot called Michelle while he was at the crime scene for his call for help. Wow. And this is 2017, people. Like, this is not like at the infancy of like the early 2000s when cell phones, we didn't know what they could or couldn't do. Or, you know, there just wasn't that much capability of them to do so many things that they do now. This is 2017. Yeah. We knew in 2017 that phones could trace where you were. Yeah, triangulate where you were. Right. And it may have been a broader range, but it was still going to get you in that area. Yeah. To call somebody while you're still there and ask for help, either you want to get caught or you're just not smart. I I think it's the latter. I'm, I'm not sure. His fingerprints were found on the retrieved shotgun, which was found in his car. Also, not smart. And that shotgun was a match for the weapon used to kill her, to kill Anna. Will and Anna can be seen on CCTV and, you know, security cameras driving to Elsie. But she's not seen with him on the drive home on any of the cameras, of course. Yeah. So William Hargrove was officially arraigned in the murder of Anna Rapkina in 2018, and the trial began in October of 2019. It lasted for one month. Among the witnesses was Michelle, who testified for the prosecution against Will. Oh. Yeah. A woman scorned. Very much so. <laughs> um, the defense uh, like tried to flip that narrative, and they actually tried to paint the picture that it was Michelle who orchestrated this entire thing. Mm-hmm. It was very unproductive. Well. Yeah. Because they had no evidence linking her other than she had had like a Facebook exchange with Anna before she died because Anna posted a picture of her, you know, wedding band and they had friended each other on Facebook. Yeah. It was Michelle's wedding band that he proposed to Anna with. Oh, gross. Very gross. The one that he said was near and dear to him because it was grandma's. Yeah. That was Michelle's wedding band. And so she, she, instead of blaming the man who's in the center of all of this, the women are blaming each other. You know, Michelle yeah. was just this crazy ex that 
that's what assume she Anna assumed she was. And Michelle assumed that Anna knew that her and Will were an item yeah. and that Anna didn't care. Instead of, you know, going to the root source of why there's a conflict, which is Will, mm-hmm. they blamed each other. Of course they did. So there was an interaction after this and Anna just didn't really understand. She kind of was like, why are you being so bitchy? And Michelle was like, you haven't even seen nothing yet. <laughs> but that was the extent of it. It was, you know, mis directed anger yeah it wasn't you know could be taken as a threat but there again she's not pinged out at the crime scene yeah her fingerprints are nowhere on the shotgun and there's no evidence that links her at all out there or to the crime other than she might have had motive you can't you can't say she didn't have motive. Yeah. There's a small amount of motive. Right. There's an argument for it. Yeah. But it's it's not as possible when you take into account all the other amounts of evidence that they have and just how idiotic this man is. Yeah. This is some like days of our lives shit here. It really is. You're right. <laughs> the time travel, the yeah. shopping spree, hugging random strangers, yeah. crying over, I don't know. Basically a mail order bride. I mean, kind of. I it, yeah. I mean, kind of. The, I mean, I'm just generalizing. That's what most yeah. Russian Russian brides. Yeah, Russian it's mor- it's a bride. it's a stigma. Yeah, it is. yeah. But I mean, I think in this case, she really everything points to the fact that she really thought that she was in a uh, she was found the love of her life, and she was you know it was just whirlwind romance, mm-hmm. and we obviously know he's a good talker. Yeah. So I don't think she ever saw it coming. I just don't think that she ever had any inkling, inkling that yeah. there was anything wrong with him or that things were not as he was making them to seem, you know? Yeah. Which is really unfortunate. He was found guilty of first degree murder. Big surprise there. Uh, also identity theft and second degree theft because he Used stole her. money from her. Okay. Yeah. In January of 2020, he was sentenced to life in prison with the possibility of parole after 25 years. Of course, he has appealed. Of course. Of course. Um, but as far as I can tell, it has not overturned the conviction at this point. So I think he's on his second appeal at this point. Anna's ashes were laid to rest back in Russia so that she could be with her family. That's good. Yeah. And like I said, there are a lot of firsts with the story. I just shared I think if I'm not mistaken this is the first case we've ever covered a love triangle uh yeah 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 and I absolutely know this is the first case where we've discussed time travel time travel yes yes I haven't uh yeah it's a special it's a special thing yeah yeah Einstein isn't brought up much in our uh in our podcast no No. I I don't do math or science it's not my forte it's not your wheelhouse no no you stick to what you know. Yes. Yeah. So there you have it. Our first love triangle did not end well. Our time traveling love triangle. Yeah. Yeah. I just kept thinking of the, um, what's that movie? A lot of movies. This is uh, a the, very movie eccentric uh, It episode. really was. Uh, what's that? The time traveling hot tub or no, what is it? Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Hot tub. Hot tub trime tub? Time travel or tri- time travel hot tub? Yeah, I don't have to look that up. Fuck. I don't know. I, that That is a, that's an interesting movie. I was very surprised that uh, John Cusack was in that movie. He just, it, I would never have pegged him for that. It was so raunchy. What are you talking about? He's good. No, I hot love it. Hot tub time machine. Hot tub time machine. Yeah, it's great. It's a great movie. It is. But I just never would have put him in that. Oh, uh, he does some off the wall stuff. No, he really does. I, I. That's why I love him. <laughs> I. He's like one of my favorites, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And there we have it. That was. It was some shit. Yeah. That was a an episode to watch because they interview Michelle, mm-hmm. and yeah, she, she just really I. You want to feel bad for her, but. You don't, yeah. You know, 
Yeah. I, I but I do kind of. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, it's all because of her indirectly. Like indirectly. Like, I mean, it's not her fault that numbnuts couldn't uh, deal with it. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. That's not, I don't think that's what she meant. <laughs> no. Like terminate the, the relationship, not the life. Like well, I, and that's the thing is she's like, you need, you need to fix it. Yeah. But she meant it's either her or mm-hmm. me and fix this problem that you've created. You brought somebody from a whole ass other country and yeah. trying to bring yeah. her in my house. Yeah. And you need, you need to fix this, yes. you know? Yeah. It, it just makes you really, I don't know. You just can't trust anybody. No. You can't trust any fucking anybody. <laughs> It's just all weird to begin with, but you know. It was. But you know, if he's lying about his military service, which you're scum. Sorry, yeah. I hate that. Um what else are you willing to lie about? But most guys are like that. I mean, not not most guys. Most charismatic people say that. And then they get in deeper. It's like, oh, I was in the military. Oh, then all of a sudden there was like, Oh yeah, I was a SEAL. Oh, yeah. Right. I was like, you know, they just keep embellishing and more yeah. and more because, you know, they know most people love people in the military. They know most mm-hmm. people, oh, you were a SEAL. That's so elite. But no one can call them on their bullshit. Right. Except, you know, for Don Shipley. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, anyway, yeah, it's just, and you'll, you'll, I see that more and more. Like, you yeah. know, especially, I do watch Don Shipley on YouTube and, like he he's the guy that goes and discovers phony yeah. Navy, Navy SEALs. Yeah. And he always busts them and they're just like, yeah, no, I don't. No, I was definitely there. He goes, yeah. Yeah. But you weren't in the in the SEALs. Right. No, it's interesting. I think that's because, I mean, if you're going to make a persona, you're going to make one that's trustworthy. So badass, too. Well, sure. But it's also trustworthy. Yeah. Oh, you were in the military. Oh, mm-hmm. you have, you know, a special skill set or you, you know, serve and protect. And yeah, yeah if you're going to make up a persona, it's going to be one that is going to be a, a class of people that society will tend to trust more. Yeah. And it just helps you in your endeavors to bamboozle people, basically. Yeah. You know, if you are saying you're this trustworthy type of person. Mm-hmm. Who's going to counter, counterdict or contradict whatever you say? Nobody's yeah. going to say it. No. Nobody's going to come out and call you a liar. No. They're, yeah. And you're even, you know, he's making friends with other people, other men who were in the military oh, in, yeah. you know, different branches. His friend Kevin was in the army and mm-hmm. he said he was in the Marines. Yeah. It's just, that's, it's very unfortunate that people feel like they have to do that. Yeah. Just be yourself. You'll find your tribe. Just be yourself. Yeah. You don't have to fucking lie about shit. It's not necessary. And if it's if you're doing it to get like to get over on people, to get something from them, you don't deserve it. No. So just go back to where you came from. Go time travel back. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, we appreciate you guys sticking in there with us, and we hope that you enjoyed this episode. Let us know your thoughts, as always, on social media. Don't forget that we will be at the Pacific Northwest True Crime Fest on October 8th and 9th, and we hope that you guys are able to come and see us and check out some of the other podcasts that will be there, too. It's going to be a good event. And as always... Please, please, please stay safe, be kind, and whatever you do, don't go into the fucking woods. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. What Happens in the Woods is an independent podcast and is managed and produced by Gospel for the Rebels, LLC. Research and content are presented by host Jessica, with all editing and producing done by your favorite resident techie, Bryce. We believe in transparency and will always list our sources and information in our episode notes. We are always looking for new cases and stories to tell. 
We welcome your interaction with us on Facebook and Instagram at WHIT Podcast and at Twitter, What Happens in the Woods, I-N-T-2. Or if you prefer, our website is whathappensinthewoods.com. The campfire is open to all. Thank you for your continued support of our podcast. If you love us and want to continue to hear us bring you episodes, please share and like us wherever you can. But the best way to help us grow is to hit all five stars and review us on whatever platform you get your podcast fix. Until we meet again, campers, stay safe and stay out of the damn woods.